Could be the hottest game ever played at Lambeau today, a potential high of 88 degrees. Uh, it's going to be steamy. It's uh, very un-Lambeau-like, to say the least. And uh, hopefully the Packers, those that are able to dress, will be able to get through this one and have enough left to be ready to play again Thursday night. Because, again, the Packers have two games this week at Lambeau. Today against the Bengals, Thursday night against our oldest rivals, the Chicago Bears. Then some time to rest, but 10 days or so to get ready for a tough trip to Dallas and Minnesota. Packers coming off the loss to Atlanta uh, last Sunday night. Of course, we were worried at this time last week that the Packers might be without both tackles, and uh, those worst fears were realized about 90 minutes before kickoff. Uh, Without Bakhtiari and Bulaga, we knew Green Bay was going to be up against it, playing a Super Bowl team at their place as they opened a new stadium. Uh, Things went downhill from there. Mike Daniels out in the first series. Jordy Nelson goes down in the first quarter. Devon House goes down, Randall Cobb goes down. It was just one of those days where Packers were dropping like flies. I'm not sure it would have made really any difference. Biggest concern for me coming out of the game was the very leaky rush defense against that Falcons team. And you know, I thought, you know, new coordinator, going to take him a little while to figure out what he's got. Uh, but he just knew that feeding Devonta Freeman was going to do pretty well. I really, I think, was most displeased late in the game when Atlanta had the big lead, and and you knew they were going to run the football. And uh, Caper still in that nitro defense with the you know safety Burnett up at, at middle linebacker, and then they just they ran it down the Packers' throats, even though Green Bay knew it was coming. So that was a concern, and I think that concern will have to be dealt with today because I think the Bengals will try to move the ball on the ground as much as possible. We'll talk about that as we get going. Uh, this is a team that's kind of owned Green Bay. It's it's an odd stat. The Packers have lost the last three. To the Cincinnati Bengals, I think you all know that Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy, the last team for them to beat is the Cincinnati Bengals team. They've beaten the other 30 teams. Uh, they have not yet beaten the Cincinnati Bengals. That last visit in 2009, uh, was, uh, Packers were nine-point favorites, as they are today, and were upset. Five sacks of Rodgers, Cedric Benson had a career day, and the Bengals ran all over Green Bay. When Mike Zimmer was coordinator at Cincinnati, he, he knew how to frustrate Rodgers with his talent. And obviously he's up here now. Cincinnati is not the same team, but uh, Packers haven't beaten them since 1998. Um, they've lost, uh, as I said, the last three. And, and the last seven games have all been close. Six of the last seven against Cincinnati have been decided by seven points or less. Packers come in one and one. They're familiar with that record. It's the fifth time in six years the Packers have started with a one and one record and now with these two home games they'll uh, certainly try to uh, hit the quarter pole at three and one and then get set for a difficult stretch as we said with those games in Dallas and Minnesota the elephant in the room is the health of this team seven players listed as doubtful they've already been ruled out for this one so once again David Bakhtiari with the hamstring out Randall Cobb with a chest slash shoulder will miss this game Mike Daniels Packers best defensive player with a hip will miss this game as will Nick Perry, who had surgery on a broken finger. That doesn't sound like he'll miss too much time. The hope is, you know, maybe this one on Thursday and then be back after a 10-day rest. Devon House out with a quad injury. Jake Ryan out with a hamstring. And Kentrell Bryce, the young safety, out with a groin injury. That's four defensive starters out for this game, along with the left tackle and Randall Cobb. Uh, That's a lot of uh, talent to be on the sideline for an NFL game. It's just incredible, isn't it? Week three to have... Uh, this many significant players out. The good news, uh, multiple reports overnight that both Brian Bulaga and Jordy Nelson should be good to go today. Bulaga 
will certainly provide some kind of strength to that offensive line. Uh, to lose both tackles is just uh, really difficult to withstand. So getting Bulaga back uh, would be huge. I thought that uh, McCray did a nice job, you know, considering he's more of a center slash guard. Had to step in a right tackle Sunday night. Did a an okay job, but getting Bulaga back is huge. And having Nelson to slide into the slot today, most likely, Adams and Allison will likely be the outside receivers. Nelson takes Cobb's spot, and we know he's going to start. We hope that he can finish. Uh, that's going to be the key question mark today. Hopefully Jordy's quad's okay. Uh, Packers need, uh, obviously, all they can get with those other guys all out today. Cincinnati not immune to the injury bug, too. They lose two key players, actually three key players to their offense today. <clears throat> they lose uh, their very gifted tight end, Tyler Eifert, who's very good but has not been able to stay on the field the last few years, and he's nursing another injury. He will miss this game. Their ninth pick overall, John Ross, the speedster, the fastest speed ever recorded at the Combine. Uh, hasn't really done much yet. Got one touch last week and fumbled, uh, but he's out today as well. And maybe most significantly, their right guard, <clears throat> Trey Hopkins, who is now the new starter as uh, Kevin Zeitler left in free agency. Uh, he's out as well today. They're down to their, well, it's their backup right guard, but uh, compared to what they had last year, uh, they're hurting up front. So look for the Packers to expose that. Three uh, uh, key parts of their offense will miss this game. A Bengals team that is really searching for answers. They've been in the playoffs five straight years, but off to an 0-2 start. They have yet to hit the end zone. They set a record, I think the first team in about 70 years, to lose their first two games at home and not score a touchdown. Uh, they fired Rich Zempezi, their offensive coordinator, after that debacle on Thursday night, and they bring in uh, their quarterback coach, Bill Lazor, their offensive coordinator now. And I don't know, a little worried, just 10 days to get ready for this one with a new offensive coordinator. He's likely to put some new wrinkles in, uh, put his little uh, identity on this offense. So I expect the, the Pack to see a couple different looks. My biggest thing I expect to see differently, this is a team that has a three-headed running attack, right, with, with Jeremy Hill, Giovanni Bernard, and the rookie Joe Mixon. I have a hunch Mixon gets the lion's share of the carries today and moving forward. They want to see what they have with this kid. Um, I think Jeremy Hill gets put on the bench, and I think Bernard still is your change of pace slash third down guy. But look for the pack to get a heavy dose of Joe Mixon today. Any team that comes in as a big underdog at Lambeau will do its best to try to establish the run, keep the ball out of the hands of Aaron Rodgers, and try to uh, tire out the Packers' defense. And I think that's what they're going to try to do. They they saw uh, how effective the Falcons were running the football last week, and I think they're going to see if they can do the same thing. I think Mixon becomes the uh, uh, the main ball carrier for Cincinnati. We'll see if that uh, works out to be true. Um, Packers will have their hands full with A.J. Green, right? I mean, this is another uh, player in the Julio Jones mold, the top five talent receiver, who will get lots of looks today with Eifert out and with Devon House out. I think rookie Kevin King is going to draw the assignment uh, much of the day to see what he can do against A.J. Green, and it's a good thing. I mean, this league, you're always going to face a great receiver. Um, you know, Next week, well, with Chicago, maybe not the case. But then coming to Dallas and Minnesota, you got Dez and Diggs and, and King. Really, I thought, getting a chance last week, stepped up and, and showed some really nice development. And Josh Jones as well, forced in when Bryce got hurt. I think we saw Jones on special teams making some nice plays. Uh, look for him to get more reps uh, with, on the regular defense today. See what those rookies can do with all the injuries right now. I don't know if Green Bay can even dress 46 players today. So everybody that does dress is going to have to be ready for action against a Bengals team that's embarrassed, humiliated a bit, 
and uh, and dying to show that they're not as bad as they look right now, staring 0-3 in the face. So uh, injuries, the uh, the main talker today. The weather uh, at Lambeau is a significant talker. I'm curious to see if Green Bay switches to the white uniforms on a hot day. They have the right to do that. I don't know if they've ever done that at Lambeau Field. Uh, maybe one of you remembers, but uh, that's certainly, I think, possible uh, to force Cincinnati to wear maybe black jerseys or orange. I'm not sure what they wear at home these days, but I'm guessing they would try to get away from black if if at all possible. So I guess the right team coming in, but it's an uncommon opponent. You always hear coaches talk about the the stress that comes with playing a team you don't see very often and uh, knowing that there's another game in five days. How careful does this team uh, with the guys that are coming in banged up? If they get a nice lead, does Jordy sit down and do they rest him and make sure that quad is solid heading into the Bears on Thursday night? So just a kind of unusual part of the schedule. You know, two days here in five days, two games in five days at Lambeau and a team that's that's banged out. But having Cincinnati and Chicago coming in, uh, you couldn't ask for, uh, you would think, uh, two teams you'd rather have when your team is hurt and, uh, and not 100%. So uh, first things first, you take care of the Cincinnati Bengals today, and uh, hopefully you'll come watch the game with me. This is one of our Park Tavern days today. I'll be watching the game at Lambeau West. The Park Tavern in St. Louis Park are sponsors for how many years? I don't even know. It's always a blast to see many of you out at the Park Tavern. Uh, 325 kickoff, so it's not a breakfast thing today. It's more of like a happy hour thing. Uh, love to have you. Great food, great drink specials. Always a fun time as we watch the pack together. If you've never been, uh, walk past the restaurant, walk through the bowling alley, and head to the 11th frame bar in back. That is where they welcome us with open arms, and uh, I'll be there today. So hopefully we'll see you uh, parktavern.net to get you directions. But it's 7 in Louisiana in St. Louis Park. Coming up today, we will hear. Emailer Lee reminds me Green Bay wore the white color rush jerseys last Thursday, last year on a Thursday night against Cincinnati. Uh, they might do it again this Thursday. I'm not sure. We'll see if they go with the whites today on a hot, possibly Lambeau record hot day today. All right, let's head to the Packer phone lines uh, before we uh, carry on with some of the matchups to watch today. Uh, three lines taken. That means three are available. If you want to check in, say hey. Uh, lines are open. 651-989-5326. Toll-free, 800-320-5326, or let your fingers do the talking. Uh, Bradshaw and Bryant inbox booth at KFAN.com, or tweet me at TC Head Cheese. Let's welcome our good friend from the south side of Milwaukee, old south side guy. Good morning, sir. Wow, Davey, good morning. I thought my good buddy Dave from Shakopee wouldn't be number one. You, but, uh, um... you beat him to the punch today, south side Oh, I'll be at the park today in closed circuit to Dave from Shakopee and Dave from Maple Grove. I'll see you there, my buddies. Hey, uh, David, as to today's game, because of the injuries and the heat index and the short week with the second game coming up Thursday, I think uh, we're going to have to play a lot of our depth today. And um, one of the things I'm really going to be looking at, I don't know if you heard what Teddy Bruski said on ESPN, but he said he looks for A.J. Green to have 200-plus yards today against the Pack. So Kevin King's going to have quite a quite a, uh, a role there to play. Yeah, I did hear that, and I suppose when you watch Julio go off, it's easy to say that. I don't, uh, I don't think so, just because without Tyler Eifert there to take up some of your uh, concern, I mean, Green Bay can bracket King. They're not going to just leave him on an island. You'll see some safety help back. Green will have a day. I don't think he's getting anywhere near 200. 
you know, the this is a day that Green Bay's defense should shine. Now, you know, Old Southside with four starters out, you're going to ask some other guys to step up. But how good does that Ahmad Brooks signing look right now? If he still has anything left, as we hope he will, he'll take over for Nick Perry and uh, provide, I think, a enough of a boost where we won't miss Perry too much. And, uh, you know, with Ryan out, Blake Martinez gets a shot against a team that wants to run the ball a lot. I expect the defense to uh, to to handle this team that's, what, scored nine points in two games. Uh, no, I, I don't think Green goes off to that extent. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you on that, Davey. On the offensive side, especially with um, Jordy being injured or being limited, I'd like to see really Jeff Shudd's Janice get a chance again. He's really our only deep threat, and if we can get enough protection from Rodgers, i like to see some deep balls today. Yeah, I've kind of given up. I know Janice had a game or two late last year where he stepped in. They just don't seem to have faith in him, and, and Trevor Davis, I think, might get a shot before Janice does. I think Geronimo Allison is going to have a chance to have a day today. You know, the, We'll talk about the, the Bengals' corners, uh, who are okay, but nothing special. Uh, they like to gamble a little bit. Uh, they have to watch Devontae Adams. Again, with Cobb out, Jordy likely slides into the slot, and I think there are going to be a lot of opportunities for both Adams and Allison. Um, if those guys are performing, you're right. You you, you want to use a number of guys on a day like this and rotate guys in and out. So you know maybe Janice does get a uh, a shot today. I think I think the key thing offensively for Green Bay is you do have to watch the usage of Ty Montgomery. He's gotten more usage than any running back so far. 88% of the snaps. Uh, with another game Thursday night on a hot day, look for Jamal Williams, maybe even Aaron Jones to to get their first looks. If you're not going to play those kids in a day like this, I'm not sure what you're doing. And we've seen running backs from uh, the, this rookie class really step out early so far. I think it's time for Green Bay's rookies to show what they've got today. I agree, Davey. I think we will see Jamal Williams, and I think we're going to see uh, uh, Jones also in there on defense. Uh, see you this afternoon. Go Pack Go. All right. Thanks, Southside. Always good to talk to you. Look forward to seeing you in about eight hours or so when the Packers kick off at 325 against the Cincinnati Bengals. To Shakopee we go. Good morning, Dave. Good morning. How are you? Doing well. Looking forward to seeing you later. I will be there. Great. So, last Sunday's game, uh, as we all know, wasn't very pretty. And here are a few of my thoughts and uh, see what you think about them. Um, right now, our offense, we have no quick strike offense. That's one one thing. It's, you know, I know Jordy was out and stuff, but it just seems that we don't have anybody else in there that we can do that quick strike offense. Um, uh, Bennett had a poor night, a lot of dropsies. Maybe it's time for him to start thinking about playing football and not worrying about other things. Um, the pass rush, you kind of talked about that. We have no pass rush death, and I don't know, that that's not going to get any better. And uh, just wondering what your comments are of uh, what Mark Murphy made yesterday out of Green Bay. All right, thanks, Dave. Uh, a few things to chew on there. Appreciate the call. See you a bit later this afternoon. Um, I think Mark Murphy's comments echoed well, we heard from a handful of owners yesterday. Uh, I think Pete Carroll was the first coach to make a statement today. Uh, I echo the thoughts of the owners that have stepped up and uh, spoken about you know players' rights to uh, peacefully protest and, and speak out against social injustice. Talked a lot about this in the zone yesterday. You can argue whether uh, the national anthem is the right way to do it, but um, you know for those that feel like you know things aren't going well in this country for for themselves and and people of their race or religion or creed, um, you know, I feel like one thing that's great about this country is you do have the right to 
express yourself uh, however you want to do it. That's what freedom's all about. And so uh, I applaud the comments that Mark Murphy made, and I thought the most impressive comments uh, that I read were from Seattle wide receiver Doug Baldwin. I uh, encourage you to read his statement. I thought it was really impressive uh, the way he put it. So uh, we'll see what kind of reaction the players have today in the National Anthem. I wouldn't be surprised if the entire both teams kneel today. I wouldn't be surprised if, if they met at midfield and held hands or knelt or something to show solidarity. We'll see if there is any kind of organized uh, thing. I know Not everybody agrees there, and I get that, but that's where I'm coming from. Uh, on Dave's other thoughts, Martellus Bennett, um, horrible game on uh, Sunday night. Four drops. He was targeted 11 times. Most of those came late in the game, as I think Rodgers is just trying to work on chemistry with Bennett and knowing that it's not something that comes instantly. They didn't get a lot of reps in the preseason, certainly in games, and so it's going to come. You know, we always talk about how it's a week-to-week league and whatever you see latest is is the latest, you know, disaster. Like, well, what are we going to do? And then the next week everything changes. Every year we say the same thing. Get through September. Get through four or five games, and then you kind of know where you're at. It, it takes some teams time, and when you've got a new receiver uh, going with the, with the quarterback, sometimes that doesn't happen instantly. So we'll give Bennett some time. Yeah, he's got lots of interest off the field. I don't begrudge him that at all, but he has to deliver on the field, and four drops is not going to keep you on the field, and it's going to earn Lance Kendricks and Richard Rodgers more snaps. But I'm not ready to jump off the Bennett bandwagon. I think uh, by the time this season gets going and we get into the back half of the year, he'll be much more comfortable this is a guy that's played with a different system almost every season. So, um, you know, week to week we're going to see things get better and better, I believe, between Rodgers and Bennett. Maybe it starts today. Who knows? Then on the pass rush, yeah, that was a big concern coming into the season. My two biggest concerns were uh, depth at offensive line and pass rusher because after Perry and Matthews, there was nothing until they signed Ahmad Brooks. That was proven. They traded J. Ron Elliott. Kyler Fackrell has not developed in his second year as they had hoped. And Vince Beagle, the guy they drafted, can't get on the field and is not available until Week 7. So the Brooks signing was an emergency Band-Aid. He came in at 33, the same age Julius Peppers was when when Thompson signed him. And we can only hope he has something like the same impact that Peppers had. We'll find out today. The nice thing about Brooks is he came in as a rookie, as an inside linebacker. That's kind of his bread and butter. Uh, He moved to outside in the 3-4 for San Francisco. He could play all across uh, any position you want in your linebacker group, and uh, they need that. They're going to need that bulk in the middle against running teams. You look at the the teams on the Packers schedule that like to run the football. Uh, these next two opponents, Cincinnati and Chicago, uh, they both love to run the football. Obviously, Dallas and Minnesota. The next two opponents love to run the football. The Saints, um, you know, they're a passing team, but they've got a three-headed attack that's pretty good. Um, Ravens, Steelers. Carolina, there's there's a lot of running teams coming up on this schedule. So I think Ahmad Brooks is going to be a, a key piece to this team. Certainly counted on more when either Perry or Matthews is out to supply pass rush. But if and when that OLB group is healthy, uh, I'm hoping Brooks does enough to show that he needs to be on the field uh, because of what he can do both inside and outside linebacker. One more call this segment. We welcome our good buddy Dave in Maple Grove. Good morning, sir. Good morning, my friend. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks. Good. The fan has learned that Dave from Maple Grove will be at the Park Tavern later today. All right. Excellent. Look forward to seeing you, bud. Breaking news. 
Um, one thing I'm picking up a little bit. This started late last year. McCarthy is getting a little bit, uh, a little, little fun to play call. I know he ran a couple of huge reverses to Janice last year in the fourth quarter that uh, were huge plays. I think he ran an inside reverse last week. Um, seeing a little creativity from him on the offensive end. Love to see that continue. Yeah, certainly. You know, any time you can throw some wrinkles, and, and as the season goes on, you're going to see more of that. Um, yeah, I, I'd like to see it. I mean, Janice has a lot of speed. There, there's lots there. They just they can't seem to get him comfortable with running routes, and and some guys just can't figure it out. But he's a great special teams player. Uh, losing Cobb costs you some versatility, but uh, Montgomery gives you some of that back. So uh, I'm not concerned at all about the Packers' offense. You know, it's the other side of the ball. Uh, where we need to see development, and with four starters out today, um, you know we'll see what uh, what some of these uh, r- role players that are forced into action uh, are able to do, and then what the rookies can do because they're going to get a lot more playing time. So for me, Dave, it's the defense against these two teams coming in, offensively challenged teams in Cincinnati and Chicago. Four starters out or not, this defense needs to stand tall today and, uh, and maybe make a statement that uh, we want to play deep into January or February. Uh, the defense has to show a lot more than they showed last week. Totally agreed. I do think the defense has got to get um, has got a big play in them. Let's go ahead and give it a twenty-seven seventeen victory today, and we're going to get a defensive touchdown from the rookie, Mister King. Ooh, I'd love to see that. Uh, we'll see you in about eight hours. Take care, Dave. Thanks for calling. Before we go to break, uh, let's hear from Mike Daniels, who will not play today, but a few days ago asked uh, how he was feeling and uh, you know trying to balance. Knowing you want to be out there, but knowing you also want to be out there for uh, you know as many of the sixteen games as you can uh, during this long season. Yeah, it's, it's definitely tough not you know to not be out there and to know that it's potentially may not be able to be out there. That's, that's it's, a real, it's a really hard thing to do. You know, you ask anybody in this locker room that's been in this position. That's fortunately I haven't had to be in this position in six years now, and you know it's kind of just jumped out of nowhere. So it's just a matter of getting healthy and uh, doing everything I need to do to get back. All right, well, we won't see Mike Daniels today. You know, again, with another game Thursday night, the guys that missed today, I'd be hard-pressed to believe they're ready to go four or five days later. So my hunch is Packers are going to try to escape these two home games without those guys, and we'll hope to get as many of them back for the Dallas game, uh, what, uh, two weeks from today, uh, as they possibly can. As we go to break, we uh, we can be. uh, He is a beast out there, and he's the guy you have to watch on that Bengals defense, it's really good up front with Carlos Dunlap and Pat Sims at the nose. Uh, they're very good up front, and uh, they can be disruptive against the run. As I said, they face two teams that have really won, run the ball well. Uh, their linebackers are average at best. Um, Nick Vigil, their their, uh, their strong side linebacker, uh, has played well uh, the last couple of uh, games. He's a tall kid. Um, and has been pretty disruptive in those first two games. Uh, they like his potential. In the back end, they're getting kind of long in the tooth. Uh, Pac-Man Jones, I think, is 34. Um, he still makes plays, but he also gambles a lot, and he can be beaten. And He's going to try to take advantage of Rodgers and win battles there, but uh, uh, I, I see Devontae beating him on a, at least one big play today. Drake Kirkpatrick, the former number 1 pick, I think it's his fifth year. It's taken him a while to get comfortable, but he's a average, maybe slightly above-average cornerback. Their nickelback, Darkies Denard, can be beat. Look for Rodgers to pick on him uh, wherever he is matched up. This defense has not faced uh, anything like this Packers offense, which uh, obviously likes to go up-tempo, even on a hot day today. 
Uh, look for them to try to tire out that defense by going up tempo, keeping them on the field, not allowing substitutions. We all know what Rodgers can do when he's at home to uh, disrupt defenses and what they want to do by uh, playing with that clock, uh, trying to catch them with an extra man on field and a substitution, uh, getting him to jump uh, and, and getting a free play. Nobody does that better than Rodgers. It really works well at home and look for those little edges uh, to be a big difference today. So uh, the Bengals' identity right now is defense. That's their better unit. Uh, Packers' offense tasked with uh, doing their thing to um, keep the ball on the field, long drives, tire out that defense, and uh, certainly keep the Packers' defense on the sideline as much as possible. Special teams, there is one guy to worry about, and Badger fans remember Alex Erickson, former free agent who had a huge year last year for the Bengals, finished second in the league in kick returns, first in the AFC in punt returns. Game like this, when you're expected to win, an offense that's been uh, really underperforming through two weeks, uh, special teams can wake them up and get them excited. So the Packers special teams will have to be careful about uh, Alex Erickson today, and a number of those special teamers are going to be called on to play real snaps today as well. So you worry a little bit about overusage and guys getting tired, having to play two units when they're not used to it. Again, close to 90 degrees. You, know, you just never know what uh, how that might affect some players. So just something to watch. When you look for a team that's been punchless through two weeks, you look for any edge they might have. And they do happen to have a really good return man in Erickson, so we'll have to worry about that. But when it comes to the Bengals' offense, uh, it's all about A.J. Green. Uh, number 18 is a top-five receiver, has not... Uh, Found the end zone yet, neither has his team. I, I have to think they're going to do all they can to get him the ball when they saw how Julio was able to uh, take advantage of the matchup last week. A.J. Green's a similar player. And Haha Clinton Dix will be asked to do uh, his work to uh, help protect Kevin King and Demarius Randall. Whoever's asked to guard A.J. Green, Clinton Dix will be in the vicinity. He's one of the best in the game. Uh, he's, he's, he's big, he's physical, he can run routes, he can catch anything thrown his way. So, um, you know, we just got to uh, you know, disrupt him and, uh, you know, get the time up a little bit. Ha-ha, Clinton Dix on uh, the task ahead against uh, A.J. Green today. So, as I said, my blueprint for success today is stop the run. I think Cincinnati's going to do all they can to run the football as much as they can against this Packer defense, which was susceptible last week to the run game with that uh, two-headed attack in Freeman and Coleman. Uh, did a nice job against Seattle in Week 1, took a step back. You could argue... You know, Mike Daniels, the, the big man up front, losing him in the first quarter, certainly altered the run defense. Packers know pretty much all this week that Daniels would not be good to go. So um, you're going to need uh, Ricky Jean-Francois to step back in. Welcome back to the team, Ricky Jean. We're going to need you today. Uh, as you know, earlier this week, the Packers uh, re-signed Francois and put Jason Spriggs on injured reserve. The second-year tackle season is done unless uh, they decide to bring him back off injured reserve down the road. You know, the one silver lining last week, guys, I thought was, you know, you asked two tackles to step in and start. Kyle Murphy at left tackle, uh, and um, and I talked about McCray on the right side. Now, they weren't great, and they were in a tough spot on a fast surface against a, a young, hungry, you know, very quick defense. Uh, the experience they gained in a spot like that was immeasurable. And, yeah, they, they got beat a number of times, and, and you expected that. But Kyle Murphy today will be asked to step up for a second consecutive week at left tackle, and now he's at Lambeau where things are a little slower, a little more comfortable, and um, I think what he had to deal with last week should serve him well in his second start at left tackle. But I think we all agree we'd love to see David Bakhtiari back as uh, as soon as possible. Bakhtiari was asked earlier this week 
how he's feeling a couple days ago. He was still hopeful that he might get that ready. We'll hear what he had to say about that. I feel good, uh, confident um, in my leg, and uh, just kind of going through standard protocol. I think uh, we're all on the same page back there, and I'm just um, giving it my best shot with them and letting them kind of take its course wherever they see fit. So Bakhtiari out today, Randall Cobb out today on the offensive side of the ball. Defensive, no Daniels, no Perry, no House, no Ryan, and no Bryce. So Josh Jones gets the call. Maybe Marwin Evans gets a little run as well today. Uh, the rookies will be counted on today. Kevin King is going to have to start, and that might be a permanent spot for him. Uh, we'll, we'll see how he handles uh, a Cincinnati team that, again, we do catch a break. No Tyler Eifert today. No John Ross working on end of rounds and using his speed. So two weapons on their side uh, out today as well. And w- with no Eifert on the field, the Packers don't have to worry as much about the middle of the field. Opposite green is Brandon LaFell, kind of a journeyman receiver. Uh, you still have to be careful. We saw... Oh, even last week, you know, Atlanta was able to use Mohamed Sanu, and, and, and he had a big day as well. So you, you can't ignore Brandon LaFell. But without Eifert on the field, uh, you can certainly put extra attention to A.J. Green and know that he is the primary weapon in the passing game. you got to do as much as you can to not let him beat you deep, that is for sure. And as I said, I expect Joe Mixon to get 15 to 20 touches today. And, and you know, when you have a new offensive coordinator, he wants to, you know, put his own spin on things and, and put his stamp on the offense. The fact that he's had a few extra days, 10 days, he's had some time to, to add some wrinkles that the Packers have not seen on tape. So it's a concern. It's not a major concern, but it's just a fact of this game that you're playing a team that's desperate, that knows uh, their season's kind of hanging by a thread already after an 0-2 start at home. you still got eight road games to play. Uh, they're going to come out. Uh, I believe, focus, knowing they can win here. Uh, they won here the last time they were up, and none of these guys were on that team, but uh, they know they can win on this field, and uh, and this Bengals team has kind of had the Pack's number. They've won the last three times, uh, but Packers coming off a loss, too, and, uh, and Aaron Rodgers in September is almost unbeatable at Lambeau Field. The record speaks for itself, and it's a, it's a silly little stat that you've beaten every team but Cincinnati, but you just know that that's one thing Rodgers wants to sort of put the check mark next to. Okay, I've beaten every team. He even joked that, you know, I've already beaten our team a few times, so really this will be the 32nd team I need to beat if I can handle uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. So I expect Rodgers to be razor-sharp today. Uh, look for the, uh, what we saw last week, Montgomery catching balls out of the backfield. I think he'll do that again today, along with Aaron Jones, who I think gets some run. As I said, I think Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones get on the field today, um, not only because Montgomery has been overused in two games, Again, Seattle, Atlanta, those are two tough teams to start with, uh, for rookies especially. Now you're home against a couple 0-2 teams coming up. Now's the time to get those rookies involved so that Ty Montgomery stays fresh and uh, is okay uh, to play and stays healthy. Because uh, we talk about valuable players. Montgomery's value on this team is going up every week uh, because of what he can do both as a runner and receiver. He's been very good. Again, just 3.1 yards a carry, um, but I expect that to improve especially since he's played two pretty good defenses, quick defenses, in Seattle and Atlanta. Cincinnati's no joke. Bears are improved as well. But uh, if we want Montgomery to last for 16 games and beyond, he can't be on the field for 88% of the snaps. Look for that number to go down just a bit today. All right, my, I think, hospital-bound son is in the studio. He's got a cold to end all colds right now, but uh, he woke up with me, joined me, and... uh, a week after homecoming, you've uh, have you caught up on sleep, my friend? Yeah, you're okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Can can you speak right now? You've been making more noise than I don't know what. Uh, all right, Jackson's a Viking fan. We all know that. His Vikings are without Sam Bradford, who got the second opinion yesterday. And Dr. James Andrews basically confirmed what the Vikings thought. Bone bruise, that can be not serious, but that can also be really serious. He's listed as week-to-week. We know he will not play today. Case Keenum gets a start as Jameis Winston, Deshaun Jackson, and company come to town. It's still considered like a two-point game. Um, what do you think about your boys coming off that spanking at the hands of the Steelers last week? Um, even without Sam Bradford, I think we can still take home this win. So I got us winning 17-13. Yeah, low scoring is kind of yeah. what I think, too. I also think the Vikings rebound today with Keenum. He's 2-0 and against Tampa Bay. And again, that was playing for a different team and yeah. all that. But there's just something mental. When you see a team you know you've beaten a couple times, his confidence will be better. This team is nothing like Pittsburgh defensively. Yeah. And uh, and I think uh, they'll get some run out of Dalvin Cook today. So I agree. I think the Vikes rebound today and take care of Tampa Bay. What do you think about my squad? Almost unbeatable in September at Lambeau Field. Bengals are 0-2, have scored nine points in two games. Do you give them any shot against my team today? Um, I rarely say this, but I'm going 24-13, a big win, Packers. Ooh, big win, Packers. It's funny, 24-13, you say that because when I wrote my blog at theheadcheese.com, that was the exact score I put down at first. And then I switched it to 24-17. I'm not sure why, so I don't quite have it exactly what you said. I think it's about a touchdown game today. I, I All things point to a big Packer victory, and we certainly would expect that. If Green Bay wins 31-6, to I won't be shocked. But I just think um, a team that's just heard about for 10 days how they haven't scored a touchdown in two weeks, they're going to find a way, I think, to keep this one somewhat close. And Green Bay without six starters, that, that does add up. You don't see that very often. I got a number of, and by the way, thanks, buddy. Look forward to breakfast with you. Yeah. Um, number of emails, what's wrong with our training staff? Why is everybody always hurt? You know, we're closest to this team. Um, if you follow the other 31 teams, you're going to get similar stories throughout the year. It does seem like we get hit harder than other teams. I get it. I don't think it's necessarily true. Uh, the Vikings are a healthy team. Outside of Bradford, I believe everybody else is ready to go. So they have not been hit by the injury bug, except for maybe their most important player. As good as Bradford looked week one against the punchless Saints, uh, he hasn't been able to get back on the field yet, and it always just buzz kills your season when your quarterback can't play. So that's a significant loss. Uh, Green Bay will take losing six starters every week if they know that Rodgers is 100%. Now, if he gets hit a couple times like he did last Sunday night, I'm not sure Rodgers will last 16 games. Um, but when you're playing without your tackles, you take the chance when you don't offer extra protection and you face guys like Brooks Reed and Vic Beasley as um, as the Falcons offered last Sunday night. On this day, an 88, potentially 88-degree day, perhaps the hottest day in Lambeau Field history, uh, I look for Green Bay to take care of business at home in September. It's what they do. I expect them to also take care of business Thursday night against the Bears. Look, we're lucky. Got a bunch of guys out, but you got the Bengals and Bears at home, and that's all you can ask for when you're banged up. We just hope that get through these two games, whether you win ugly, whether you win pretty, let's win and get to 3-1, and one, have a nice 10-day break as we get set for a tough road trip to Dallas and Minnesota, and let's hope that most, if not all, of these seven players can benefit from uh, two weeks to rest up, get healthy, heal, 